Um, let's switch it up a little bit. Let's talk about um, arc sites like Book Sprout, Book Funnel. We talked to um, someone who mentioned reader magnets. Okay. And that's a story that you give for free. Mm-hmm. They subscribe to your newsletter. And in return, they get something free. Okay. Um, so I first started, I didn't have a newsletter. I don't have a subscription list. <laughs> I didn't think it was important. Who wants to hear from me once a, once a month, every couple of weeks? Sure. <laughs> I, have, I have one book out. I have, you know, at the time I had one book out. Mm-hmm. It, it just didn't feel like I needed to do that. Now going into it with a second book and trying to capture more readers because, you know, when you first start this out, you're like, oh, readers will find me. Mm-hmm. Readers are not going to find you. <laughs> if, you, if they do, you are very lucky. Way to shoot them down. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do a little legwork here. Every aspect of this is legwork. So I've realized now I really need to start working on building a newsletter, mm-hmm. a following. So there's Book Sprout, Book Funnel, Story Origins, which is a free site, Story Origins. They just, they're new out. So they're like a beta site right now. Um, And you get into these group promos. And most of them I found, you have like a limit. You can't join if you don't have a thousand subscribers, which kind of puts you down. You're like, okay, I have 13. Right. (laughs) It's like, so you can create your own promo for like newbies, new beginners. Okay. Um. So I'm I'm just like starting to get into all that. But I know like some of just these authors we talked to, they had such a following, like an email list. And one in particular said, you know, like she was putting out, I think, a chapter a week mm-hmm. or maybe it was a month. And right. like people just couldn't like get enough of it. Right. And, that, and that's from a newsletter. And here I am, like I know myself, I, I subscribe to these newsletters and right. I don't always read them. For sure. Email is definitely interesting because I don't think a lot of people read as many emails as they might have a long time ago, especially since you get so many all the time and a lot of it is spam. So, I mean, I'm, of course, I'm a big fan of being everywhere. I, I kind of like the idea of that. It's no different than, you know, us with this podcast. Like every time something new comes up, like, oh, you know, do you want to put this on listen notes or do you want to put this on this thing or that thing? I'm like, yeah, let's sign up for all of it. You know, like I just got excited, you know, the other day because we were on Amazon music and I was like, oh, yes, finally, it took a couple of days. But, you know, so like I believe in in being everywhere for sure. Anything that could give you a chance, I say you Mm -hmm. take it. So I think I never jumped into this because I thought it was very overwhelming. And I think I was just trying to like say, oh, well, down the road, I'll I'll deal with it or I'll have somebody deal with it. And I, I've found, I don't think it's that difficult. I don't think it's as difficult as (laughs) I thought it was. Right. I mean, I'm using MailChimp. I'm using a free version of MailChimp Mm -hmm. to build the newsletter. I've, I did subscribe to book funnel because I think that that's um, really going to be beneficial with sending out arcs to readers um, and getting in those group promos it's just something that you have to, again, work at. It's something you're, you're building. And I think if you, you know, writing aside, if you're doing all these other things, I think it'll eventually all fall into place. But like, I, I avoided this for so long because I thought it was difficult. Right. Do you think that kind of scheduling time to do all these different things mm-hmm. would make it easier? I think if you have unlimited time, you will be very successful. (laughs) If you don't, (laughs) you definitely have to set aside time to do this. In my case, it's getting harder and harder because it's like um, so many moving parts between real life and this. Um, I totally understand why people pay for a PA. Mm. I totally understand why people, if you have a budget to do so, you know, sub out these miscellaneous tasks right there's just me so i think 
even touching on that, which, you know, we heard about particular sites like this, uh, like Fiverr or some of these other ones where you can right. literally hire somebody to work for an hour. And it, I mean, could it be expensive? I mean, mm-hmm. I guess depending on who you get for sure, but you could definitely pick somebody and say like, hey, I need, you know, a set number of things done. If I mean, if you have the money for that, obviously, I think, you know, right. maybe that might be something to consider. But mm-hmm. I mean, it might be helpful for someone who doesn't have a whole lot of time and needs to right. allocate and I some think, of that. I think if you're good at making graphics and you can make your own book covers and then you go to Fiverr for like the other stuff, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I'm not saying you, you have to be a little savvy with this stuff. You know, I'm not saying you can't do it all. I mean, you obviously need time right. to do each task, but, um, you know, you have to know what you're good at besides being able to write. Right. I'm... Because I'm quoting one of our interviews. A lot of people just want to write. They don't want to <laughs> do all these other things that go along with it. Right. Marketing, promoting themselves. But so that's my number one thing I'm saying start from the beginning is start the readership, start the mailing list build something with a newsletter because as you're releasing these people, hopefully you're grabbing into your newsletter. And even if you just say, Hey, like in the beginning I thought, Oh, I have nothing to say. Like, just say, Hey, help other people like promote other authors in your newsletter, you know, just so that when you do have a release, people seen you in their inbox before. I mean, you don't have a chance if you never send out anything, you know? Right. Yeah. So that would be my, my number my my step one besides writing, uh, I do have I do have something I'd like to touch on. Okay, so uh, co-writing. Okay, I I want to talk about co-writing and whether it's for everybody. I don't know that it's for everybody, and along with that, um, alpha versus beta readers. Okay. So your thoughts on co-writing? Um. I'm definitely not against it. I mm-hmm. I think there are multiple ways to do that. I mean, I feel like it could be in the same book or it could be different books. I also like the idea of taking, um, even if you have one book, having uh, maybe doing a solo character myself and then being with someone else or like you doing a different character, if that makes sense. Right. Like in my head, I look at that like I want to take a character, completely embody that character. I want to give you a character and let you completely embody that character and then right. write the story around it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So like um, a couple of people said they do like they switch off mm-hmm. and um, or they write two chapters and the other person writes two, ta- two chapters. Right. I don't know that I would be able to write that way. I think I would get hung up on that. How, now, if, how would you be like able to your write version, it? the way you just said it, probably okay. like I would have to immerse myself in that character mm-hmm. and I'm that character for the whole book. Right. Agreed. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm not against it. I've only, I think I've only read one or two books that were co-authored like that. Mm-hmm. Um, did I notice the difference? No, but I think I think that you could notice a difference, you know, like, especially in, if you're writing cross genre, Mm -hmm. you know, like a romance author and a sci-fi, I I don't know. And then I definitely think you need an editor. Yeah. I'm, you all that's for sure. Because now you're both, or or unless you're editing each other's (laughs) work. Right. I, I do think, interestingly enough, any story that you and I would come up with would be very interesting in the fact that like you're like pure happy romance yeah and i'm kind of more like oh let's write a mystery let's like like i just have like a different i'm like not into sex scenes it's like oh you know i have to write a sex scene i'm like i don't even know what to write i don't know where to start i I can i can do that i know you can (laughs) so you can can take all that stuff i have zero issue with that wait wait you're gonna laugh i have to tell you this okay so my mom got me hooked on um, – it's a Hallmark series, Aurora Tea Garden, and it's based off of a book series. Okay. And so I, 
I watched every single movie. <laughs> and as I'm watching all these movies, I'm like, I want to write mystery. I'm telling you, mystery is I'm, awesome. And no, but then I was like, okay, there would have to be something romantic in there. Oh Otherwise, God. you're trying to ruin yeah, a good I'm ro- you're, you're trying to ruin a good <laughs> romance with adding mystery and ruin a good mystery yes. by adding romance. All right. So I was like, all right. I don't know if I'm going to hop on that. Was romance ship. in that mystery? Yes. Okay. Yes, Candace Cameron Bure is in it. Okay, I've, I've seen. She does her. have a lo- she she does have a love interest in it. Okay, but it's like. But is it like a romance? Is there things? I mean, happening? not like the romance. It's not like the romance I read and write. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I think like maybe someday. But there's so many moving parts a mystery has to have, you know, it, it, whereas when I'm writing romance, I'm, I'm capturing the reader by what's happening in, in bed, basically, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's, it's that chemistry. So you want to write the romance. I mean, I'm, I'm good with that. I just think you have to have like a good storyline and then be able to build off of it. You need something that's like. A big balloon, and then you need to be able to like attach stuff to it as it comes. But I feel like you have to know you have to know so many things when you write outside romance. Like you have to know your stuff Mm. because, like I, you know, and and maybe be a little educated in like the crime aspect of of things because. No, go ahead. No, you know what I will say. (laughs) I like obviously you know I've written you know a, a series. And, I, right. and all the books are pretty much written. I will say that, like, when I – there is a mystery element to it. You haven't read that part of it yet. But okay. basically the main character is trying to figure out who killed someone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so with that being said, I I think when I tried to embody that character, I went along the lines of, like, what someone would do as the alter ego of version of themselves – Okay. So, like, if there were no rules and you couldn't get caught, what would you do? And I think that kind of, like, I I did a ton of research for that because when I wanted to figure out how she was going to find certain people and what she was going to do to them, I definitely did some very unique ways of of telling that story, I guess, through research. Because I didn't want to do a normal, like, you know, oh, just a gunshot or a stabbing or, you know, something typical that you would see all the time. Like, no, I wanted, you know, something just crazy that you would never even think was a thing that was going to happen that happened. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like the mystery element, because you never know what's going to happen. And I'm like character building where I want you to feel these people and their chemistry and just fly off the page like you feel what they're feeling. But this so, is why you for also me, it's like not... after after stuff. Right, like, yeah. you know what's going to happen at the end. And you know me. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I don't want to know what's going to happen at the end. I want to be confused for a minute. Right. Yeah, in romance, <laughs> it's like a completely different beast. The reader wants a happy ending. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I like, know you are. I, sometimes I kind of get where they are at the end of the book. Mm-hmm. And I work backwards. You know, like, how do I get them to there? Right. And there's got to be conflict. You know, there's like a formula to writing romance. Yeah. So um, whereas mystery, I feel like I'd be all over the place (laughs) because there, you know, there's not really a a formula. I mean, obviously you have to have like suspects and whodunit kind of thing. But I just like it to be exciting. Like it could be a thriller or some Like action. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't want. Which I. I don't want just a like boy meets girl date and then, <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't know. It's like sounds funny with the way I'm saying it, but like, that's like a typical. No, you're, call- you're calling me boring. No, I'm not calling you boring <laughs> at all. Like, I listen, I love a chick flick just as much as the next person. Like, I can sit down and watch something romantic all the time. Like, my mom laughs right. at me because she's like, why do you write a, like mystery or thriller type stories? And then turn around and want to watch, you know, Letters to Juliet. Like it just, yeah, right. it just doesn't go. <laughs> and I'm like, no, those movies are awesome. Like, you know, and I, I mean, I enjoy it. 
from a standpoint of like, I guess, watching it. I don't always want right. to read it. Like, I always want something that's like completely far off the reservation from what I'm used to. Right. Yeah. For me, reading is turning off the world. Mm. You know, so I don't always want to read something that could be, I mean, not that romance couldn't be like, you know, set in the real world, but like, I don't want to read about a bunch of people dying all the time, you know, like (laughs) I, I need that flowery. I can turn off my brain, get into this romance with this couple and, you know. I mean, does that make some people kind of like, you know, wish they had something they don't have? I don't know. My husband said that. A long time uh-huh. ago. <laughs> like, I kind of, you know, this is kind of what I look I, like. You, you live vicariously. I think, I think when I was reading certain books, it did mess with my head a little bit. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. I was like, wow, this is so not what I have kind of thing. I don't think I let myself get that way anymore. But you can really get messed up from a book. I mean, and think about people who want to experience, you know, erotica. In, right. If you don't do that in your everyday life and yet every book you read is like that, I'm right. like, at, on some level, I think subconsciously I would start to want to explore that in a way. Right. Because especially if you really like it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like if you're like really right. in like Fifty Shades of Grey, let's go. Right. I think you're going to be like, ooh, that's, you know, that makes me feel a type of way. Well, I hope they have somebody in their life that's willing <laughs> to experiment with them. I hope so, too, because I don't know what's going to happen if you don't. I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe that, that book was like the number one reason for divorce. I, I don't know. Ooh, I, I, I don't know. Let's hope not. You like, know, where let's are you, Christian that... Grey? I, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I mean... I, I would hope that people, you know, aren't breaking up over that. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it is fiction. It is from an author's mind. Right. And, you know, it's meant for entertainment. It it definitely is. I think you forget <laughs> it sometimes, though, when you're reading. Right. Well, I think that's like the how you know a good book mm. when it feels like it's so real to you. Right. You know? Yeah. It's like, wow, I feel like I'm in their world. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. It's an amazing feeling. Right. It's probably why I don't like, read books like that, too. Like, I just I just wrote a book two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some books, I'll be honest, I can't get through them. I have a hard time getting through them. Even though they're the sappy romance that I like, if, if it's not a page turner, it takes me, like, the smallest book could take me <laughs> so long to get through. But this book was thick. Mm-hmm. I was up till two o'clock in the morning reading. And you know me, I am not a night owl. I could not put this book down. Ooh, well, that's good. I could not. I literally felt like I could not live my life until I found <laughs> out what happened to these people in this book. It wow. was amazing. It was amazing. And then when it ended, you probably cried. Well, there was another book to the series, but it focused on two different people. So I didn't read that yet because I was like, okay, I... I am so immersed in those two people. I, mm. I can't jump into her next book. Right. Because I it, it left me messed up. I mean, I was literally crying. It, it was amazing. There you go. That's what I want to do for somebody. That's how books should impact somebody. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And, you know, there was like a bunch of moments like you really thought it wasn't going to have a happy ending. See, that's how it should feel to me too. Right. I right. agree with it that seemed stance. impossible. There you go. And yet so good it job. <laughs> I'll put that book on my website so you guys can uh, check it out. I'll say this is the book that wrecked me. <laughs> what is the I don't name of sh- it? Oh, you want, you want me to shout her out? If you want to. <laughs> <laughs> it was Torn by uh, Carrie and Cole. It was the first book I ever read okay. by her. Okay. Highly recommend it. But you have to be <laughs> – it's not like sweet romance. Okay. It's a little bit of a twisted story. Okay. So, reader beware. Obviously, I have a twisted mind, so I (laughs) loved it. I did read some of the reviews where it was like, oh, boy. (laughs) 
it's like I don't know if there's something wrong with me I love it and these people are all like boom <laughs> like don't you? read this <laughs> right yeah I mean that's okay though everybody has their own opinion about stories that's why it's right. art yes and speaking of that okay let's go let's talk publishing on Amazon versus wide okay so I think it's a fairly simple process to publish by yourself on Amazon. Um, they kind of make it foolproof, I think. I mean, maybe not tracking sales and finding your ranking. They make that a little more complicated. Obviously, ads are complicated. But for fame, I did KU for the first year it was out. And then I had this, all right, I need to get off the KU wagon, mm-hmm. the Kindle Unlimited wagon, and I need to go wide. And so I published it wide on like Google Play or Google Books, whatever they call themselves, Apple, Kobo. I went through the process for each of those, which that in and of, in of itself is like a difficult process because, right. yeah, there's and Barnes and Noble. And you're setting up these accounts and it's tedious. I didn't think overall it was difficult, but it, again, nothing happened on those platforms for me. Hmm. So um, I jumped back into KU now, and I'm kind of sitting there. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with what I'm seeing on there now. Okay. But this so, is like the ads helped. Yes, exactly. So your thoughts on when an author should go wide from a business perspective. Are we waiting till we have a catalog of books? Are we doing it from the get-go um that's i know it's a tough question i I think it depends on the genre i think it depends on the person right um as an indie author i think doing all of those platforms at once could be overwhelming i think there is an advantage to being in ku i don't disagree with what you said i do think on some level i i think when you become too dependent on amazon I think that's like an ugly process in a way. You kind of, I feel like, give Amazon a whole bunch of power. And therefore, I don't know. I don't know what happens in the end. Right. So I don't know. I'm I'm much more a fan of being everywhere as opposed to just one place. But then again, most readers are on Amazon. So it's very weird. I think when you're starting out, I definitely think you should just be on Amazon. Right. And and figure out that process. I think with once the, you build one million other books on Amazon. Yeah. I mean, but that's the thing. Like with you, you have the ads going. I think maybe it's something that other people might want to consider too, because that might help or add to sales. You know, it's 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 right. one of those things where like in in some regard you spend money to make money. From a business perspective, you know, like if you have any type of business, no matter what it is, you're going to have to spend some money to get people in the door. Right. You know, so I think the same way with, you know, the same way with books or any any creative form, you need to get people listening or reading or whatever it is that you do. Do you think that 95% of your readers are on Amazon? Or do you think you're missing a lot of readers not being on other platforms? Because um, I know you you don't really use Amazon. I don't. You, I don't. You I, use if Apple. I could, I do. If I could, I would read off of Apple personally. I, I think Amazon makes it a little um, complicated in a way. You have to if – if I want to read something on my phone or, or the iPad, let's say, I have to go into the internet – to purchase the book, to then right. go back into the Kindle app to read the story. I think that's right. so counterproductive to me. And it honestly pissed me off a little to have to do that to buy yours. You know what I mean? I know. And can you can you hear – just hear me out. I had a reader contact me and say, oh, I wish I could read your books. I don't have a Kindle. <laughs> you don't need – You don't. You don't need a Kindle. Right. It blew my mind that somebody didn't know that. I mean, I don't because have a Kindle. Because they don't use it. That's right. the thing. Like, if you don't know anything so, about it, I know so I'm I literally, have iBooks. <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm like, 
No, you don't, you don't, you just download an app on your phone. Like you don't, you don't need a whole Kindle just to, what to did read they, my book. What did they say when you said that? Had no idea. <laughs> no idea about the app. And like, I'm like, it's Amazon. How do you not know this? Listen, the way I view this is I think everybody that writes know about Amazon. If you read, maybe, but maybe not. All right, but when I, before I was writing, before I was writing, I had a Nook from Barnes and Noble. Correct. Okay, so, and I only read from Barnes and Noble. Right. And then I switched to Amazon because I was like, oh, the books are cheaper there. So as a reader, I went from one to, to, towards Amazon. Yeah, but I, but this is kind of like my thoughts on like, we spoke to somebody recently, obviously that episode hasn't aired yet. But they talked about price point being a major thing for a reader. I don't necessarily know if I think it's price. I I definitely don't gravitate to Amazon because the price is better. And I've told you this before. I've literally bought maybe 10 years ago a book from a self-published author. Now, if you go on Apple right now and look up this book, it looks completely different than it did when I first bought it because it was brand new. There were mistakes throughout the book. But, you know, for me, I enjoyed the book because of the plot. But so I wasn't, you know, the grammar things that were wrong with it didn't really aggravate me that much. But I spent six bucks on the book and it was an ebook, and I still have it now. Right. So for me, I definitely do think that you have to be a certain price to be on Amazon. Right. And I think that's because it's Amazon. When when you go on there, I think there's a and this is why I touched on and I'll touch on it now, which is the psychology of the buyer. Because I think on Amazon, you're expecting the book to cost 99 cents to, you know, $3. Then that means that if you have anything above that, people are like, oh my God, you're like way overpriced. And I'm, and I'm wondering, I always wonder why that is. And now you said it, maybe it's just because it's Amazon. Because right, if it's because- somewhere else... In terms of price point, I'm always like, okay, what would I spend on Mm -hmm. this book when I'm pricing my own? But then again, I'm like, I spend $9.99 a month on Kindle Unlimited, and there are months that I don't even read. Right. And that's why they have it. Right. (laughs) You know? Because you you sign up for it, you forget about it. Exactly. They get your $10. And what do you want to buy when you do want to read? You're, you're able to read whatever you want. Pretty if much. It's in the, but in realistically, the how much in a month as the average person are you going to be able to read when you have, even as an author, you're writing, you have a life right? all aside from that. How much time do you have to allocate to just reading? You might take an entire month just to read one book. So you just spent $10 for that book correct realistically right so why but now they put it in there they put magazines in there and they put a whole bunch of other different kind of publications in there so okay you know maybe maybe that helps them yeah maybe that helps absorb the cost i mean i I, let's hope so but i mean how many people read magazines i i don't know the last time i picked up one so i mean and i'll be honest as a reader like if i want to try somebody out and i see that their book is in KU, I'm more likely to read that person mm. because there's, to me, there's no risk. Right. You know, I You're didn't spend $4.99. Right. right. And then, I mean, it's happened to me where like their first book was free in KU, but their second, third, and fourth were not. And I did pay for them. So I think it's in terms of strategy for an author, it's great. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. I mean, is it the best long-term option? I have no idea. Right. But to start, I definitely think it's a good idea. Yeah. Especially if it's, you know, like you said, KU, where there is no risk to read it. And you're getting, right. you know, a percentage or whatever, however it is that you're getting paid from it. Right. This is so much fun. I don't want, to, I don't want it to end. I know. It's Can we keep going? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we just got to do them more often. Yeah, maybe um, that's it. So now I'm curious. Like we we did ask, uh, I can't remember which author, but we did ask somebody what their goals were. I guess long term, future. You and I are kind of like almost a package deal. So it's like, right. what do you have in terms of goals for us collectively and for yourself? 
Oof. I always hated this question. Like when you interview for a job, where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, <laughs> crickets. Crickets. <laughs> um, all right. So in terms of us, I feel like I'm not, it's a little fuzzier mm-hmm. because I want to help other people where I've struggled. I want to help promote them, lift them up. I just don't know how to build it to get it there because there are so many other obligations mm-hmm. right now. Um, in five years, though, I hope we're there. We're at the top. You know, I hope we have like a million listeners. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. I like the sound <laughs> of that. I like that goal right there. Sounds like a lot a of marketing? pressure now, though. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we could have some kind of like marketing subscription for authors. Right. That'd be pretty cool. It would be. Um, in, term- in terms of myself, oh, I don't even know if I want to say this out loud because if it doesn't happen, but my my goal right now is to get the bestseller flag on Amazon. That orange little f- label that comes up over your your name and your book okay that is my number one goal that's like your long-term goal right or is this like that's my you want it to happen tomorrow well of course i want it to happen tomorrow (laughs) i'm impatient no that is my long-term goal okay and i don't even care what book it happens on right as long as just just happens i just want to see it once just Mm. once even if it's just for like a day or an hour i just want to be like so i could take a picture of it (laughs) And remember, oh, Frame when it, I was put it on your wall, yeah. paint it as a mural. Um, I have a lot of smaller goals too. Like I want to, I want to branch out into different parts of the romance genre. Like I want to write a sweet romance, and I want to write a dark romance, and you know, just different tropes along the way. Um, I don't want to be just one kind of romance. Gotcha. Hmm. And maybe mystery. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Why wouldn't it not be right. that? Mystery romance. Right. <laughs> so I feel like my short-term goal is much like simpler than, than yours is, which, you know, it would just be to publish something. You know, I like I said, right now I have like such a mindset or focus of it's easier for me to write a poem and post that somewhere whether mm. it's, you know, certain apps that are poetry based that I, you know, that I just use or if it's Instagram and I just am feeling it because I think during this time with the, you know, the pandemic and all that, I've just been overly emotional more so than ever. And I think like being stuck inside has like attributed mm. to that. So I'm more like I need to write this down and channel this emotion into something. It doesn't right. usually go in the form of fiction. So I would like to put out something from a a fictional perspective since I have like a hundred million stories that just sit here and I never put them out anywhere. I could have you published in an hour, maybe two. (laughs) I'm well versed now. (laughs) So you say the word. We can have you up and running. (laughs) I mean, that's the benefit of having someone go first, you know? Right. You you were kind of (laughs) you were kind of like the guinea pig. Right. No, no, I was here. And this is all your idea. I know it was. I blame you. No, there's no blame to go around. This is this is exciting. To be honest, I I hope next, you know, I, I hope we can interview some like people who write poetry i would love to get inside their minds because i could not write poetry <laughs> so i i think it's great that you write that i try even even you know even if it takes the place of publishing and putting fiction out yeah obviously there's a lot to be said for poetry yeah i mean listen. but there are published poetry books on amazon you just know so you i know. do not want to publish a poetry <laughs> book but if i did i i am aware that they exist I, I've never actually bought a – I think if I want to know, like, something from a – in terms of, like, a quote or or some sort of poem, I'll just look it up on Google. Right. You know, like, I'll type it in. I, I don't know if I've ever actually bought a book or read a book that was just straight poems. Hmm. I don't know if that's for me necessarily. What about that book when we were when we were kids? It was Shel Silverstein. I'm going to go get it now. <laughs> you, you don't remember this? I don't. Oh my god! I don't really Why remember. Can't think of it? I don't really remember many. I'm books. sure you read it. I might have. 
I just don't. It was remember. very popular. I um, think the only book from like a school perspective that I remember was Bridge to Terabithia, and I only oh remember it because I cried and I saw the movie and cried at oh the end. That that was the first movie I ever cried at, and probably the last. I've never cried. I cry. I cry every almost every book, <laughs> almost every movie. Like my daughter and I will be watching a movie, and it's like a Disney movie. Like. <laughs> And I'm bawling. Nice. I think I cried. To, we watched Zom, the zombie movie. Mm. And I find something sad to cry about in every... That's why I'm a romance writer. Because I'm so sappy. You know, <laughs> there are things that are sad. And I might like, you know, Not shed pick up a on it. tear. But like, that's it. There's no more than yeah. that. But I think when I no. watch movies or I read books, I feel them so deeply. I, yeah. I can literally place myself in the character's shoes and like walk that mile with them right you know so it's like weird like i think with certain things like i don't i don't i don't read anything that's like a a, a horror type book because i just i just don't want the visuals you know that come along with it so i'm very selective in that way so where do you see us in five years oh i can't wait to hear well, this <laughs> <laughs> i mean jeez. Uh, I think that one's just as fuzzy for me as it is for you. Although I have all these what I'd like to see happen moments. But I mean, I think it's no different than you. I definitely would love to help other authors in some way. I just don't know how to do that. And I I think I have much more of an idea of how to build it. If you told me how like what you wanted to happen or what you wanted to help with, I think I could come up with that idea better or faster but I just want to help in some way I don't know what right. that is and I and I, I find joy in like sitting down with these authors and actually talking to them in right. a way that I never thought that I would it's like, very rewarding it is. and it's so nice to hear like especially from my aspect of it like hearing that other people are going through the same problems that I am you know it's like you feel like you're alone when you're going through it, but then you hear, oh, well, I had this problem and, oh, yeah, KDP, right. you know, publish the Amazon publishing side of it was difficult or, you know, like, and, you know, you, you can kind of not feel alone in a sense. Right. I also like to hear the stories that go beyond writing. I mean, you yeah. know, just listening to like, let's say Callie's story, you know, with, with having cancer and, and like those conversations and still finding a way to do what you love to do anyway because i don't know and being if I she was such a beacon of positivity right i am like, how still... do you get to that from where you've been exactly and during her interview i literally didn't know what to say <laughs> because i i was like i can't i don't think i'd be resilient like that right you know like it was just so touching that she right. was like sharing that story with us. Right. Or even even some of the others that, you know, talk about I, I can't Terza. remember. Terza. Terza. I, I think that's what I was gonna say. I don't I, but I didn't remember fully. Just like Terza her story. with the burnout. Right. Yep. And, and being like and incapacitated for a time and then Terza, yeah. Okay, okay. She she was she was you know, she said she couldn't do anything right. for hours a day because she put so much pressure on herself. Right. And that's scary. Yeah, for um, sure. Because that's like self-imposed. Of course. And, and to come back from that. Thank God. I mean, I give, I give some, I give all these people a lot of credit. There are a ton of differences between you and I, like you having a family and it just being me. So when I, when, what I want to do with my time, I do. And you have to kind of set aside that time to do what you want to do because you're putting other things ahead of your your own desire and i understand that because that's as a parent or as a wife that's something you're supposed to do right so i give everybody a ton of credit if you have families and you're trying to balance writing and publishing and all the things that go along with it and maybe maybe you know this community is your escape you know from yes. that even if it's just for you know 20 minutes an hour i think that's amazing yep don't lose sight. Right. Do it for you. That's how it should Do be. it at all. <laughs> all right. So 
final thoughts. You and I went through each episode, each interview, and we picked our top moments. So everybody listen in, take a listen, top moments. Many who want to live out their dreams of writing choose to self-publish. I usually do it, I'm like a late um, writer. So like whenever I'm sleeping, I usually stay up till like 12, 1 o'clock and write. And I'm like living on Red Bull, which is not healthy. But <laughs> I got to try to get it in somehow. Yeah, although I did get a bad review once that said like, this is obviously a man writing as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, that, oh no. You know, and... and and I thought that when I was read romance before, like when I was like, oh my god, this is a kind of, this is just, you know, <laughs> those kind of things that somebody accused me of that. <laughs> And then, like, one of the, like, I started writing a little bit, like, raunchier, and I was like, this is cool that I can, like, actually write this, and no one's gonna, like, come arrest me, so. Right. And it's really funny, because, like, my books, especially the last one I just published, like, they're really, really steamy, and it's, like, so funny that it came from such, like, a very conservative house, and then I'm writing this. (laughs) Mm. There are highs mixed with lows. All authors have to come to grips with and the beginning stages of self-publishing um, just because you put a book out there doesn't mean you're going to be on you know New York Times bestsellers list the mm-hmm. next week you just have to basically believe in the process believe in your work and trust it um, I this is a marathon for me not a sprint you know mm-hmm. this wasn't a get rich quick uh, type of scheme I wanted something that was mine that will live beyond me so I'm thinking you know 20 years from now someone just walk by and just see my series and they enjoy it I have not had very good luck with editors. Um, my last book, I did use an editor. Um, and she did a great job. But, you know, it's one of those things where you can have 30 pairs of eyes on it and something always falls through the cracks. It was not like too negative because when it's a negative comment, I take it like as a lesson from them. Like, they're helping me to improve my own story. They're not, like, uh, telling me that, oh my god, this story shouldn't even be published. This should be stopped. If it was like that, then yeah, I, I would have, it would have affected me a lot. But they were telling me what were the errors in my story. So that next time, in my next story, I would be repeating them. And there are fears. But actually, like, when I really started getting into romance, I had went through breast cancer about six years ago. November will make seven years um, that I will hopefully be cancer-free. I had my surgery in December of that year, so um, I went through a period where I just started second-guessing everything in my life, and, you know, my husband and I had to have a lot of hard talks. Um, One of them was, what would happen to him if I didn't survive and that was a very difficult conversation and some of the other conversations of course were a little bit lighter hearted you know what makes us happy what you know what would bring joy to our lives because in addition to finding out about you know breast cancer um, I also found out that I would be unable to have children you know the idea of being perfect is so hard to try and pursue in life and yet we all try and do it and come on how many people say they're going to write a book and I think it's it, I think it's the fear of failure that stops people doing it because it, I'm sure there's so many people that have stories they want to get out um, and it, it's not going to be perfect um, it, it, but that's probably what the, the, it, there's probably a lot of beauty in that imperfection as well quickly you learn you can't only write I know that, like, if I read something from, like, a big-name author, you know, I get their newsletter, for example, and I know that they wrote it, it's very different than if their publisher wrote it, you know. um, I do understand, you know, where that angle comes from, for sure, Um, because we're in a really weird age. Like, I, when I got onto Instagram initially, um, I I was very, I was never somebody who, like, would get on Instagram and want to know about my favorite author. I was really more to their books or their work. I didn't care about them on a personal level. But that's how most of the world works right now. We're super nosy. (laughs) We want to know about everyone. So when I first got on Instagram and really created a brand for myself, I was really hesitant to, like, share personal information, you know, or even a picture of myself. I was just like, this is weird. You know, why do people care? I just wrote a book. 
you know, and then started really, you know, um, watching what other authors were doing and kind of emulating some of that and really paying attention to the ones that were, you know, doing well, they have a really big following and you don't have to do that much. Really, you don't have to reveal your whole life story, but if you can make it personal, even on a superficial level, you know, talk about your cat or your dog or, you know, your workout program or a meal or whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, you know, it really doesn't matter what it is. As long as you can connect with people and they think, you know, wow, this is, you know, this person wrote a book, but she's just like me. One to two percent of people will see your posts. That's just a given number. And that's starting to happen with Instagram as well. So you have to keep that in mind. Whenever you post on social media, half of those people, minimum at this point, will not see what you're posting. Mm-hmm. I recommend very highly. Everybody has their own website at this point. And considering there are so many different sites that, um, you know, WordPress has their own plans that are free and all that. Just to start off with before you really get at it, you've got to start doing that to have your own space in the Internet. Because Facebook could disappear in a day. Instagram could delete your account and then good God, where are all your readers? (laughs) (laughs) But you do have to learn how to manipulate the back end. You have to figure out the correct keywords. You have to figure out the correct categories. There are a lot of resources out there to help you do that, but some of them are not free. So you have to decide and go out there with a little bit of a marketing plan and know how much money you're willing to invest in doing all of this first. And even though that may be the case, perhaps the best part of the journey is the road to self-discovery. I honestly feel that if I, I would love to think that I could, I would just want to think that I could have made a little bit of a, a difference to somebody when they're reading a book. Now, and if I could write something that makes people enjoy it, but also feel inspired by it, by, by uh, some, something that they've read, whether it's about the, the diamond philosophy, about love stories, um, or if, even if, if I, I, I can help to raise awareness that you can see it, I, I just would really be happy if I thought that I, I made any little, any difference out there, or that, that would be su- success to me when it comes down to it, yeah. But what motivated me to just take that leap was basically life. Um, I was kind of down on my luck. I couldn't find a job to save my life. You know, I had to move back in with my mom for the second time. Now I'm like in my late 20s, early 30s. And it's just like, okay, I need a change. So really things not working out in one area just motivated me and gave me the push and the drive to just try something new because I felt at that point I had nothing to lose. Sometimes it's long and hard. But when you get to your why, there's no better place, no better feeling. Um, writing is a wonderful way um, also to write about um, how you would like things to be, how you, uh, how you perceive them you know, to be, to be wonderful too. So I think we have a, a, a great opportunity to, to, to not uh, just share the benefit of our life experiences or um, the, the wonderful influences we've had or the negative influences we've had or something that we're passionate about, but it's a great opportunity as well to play forward and to uh, write down how we imagine we'd like life to be or how we imagine something may work out. Uh, there may be a redemptive quality to our writing that we would we would like to see happening in the, the world around us. When it comes to story writing, just, you know, don't be scared, be confident. Even if people don't like it, you know, fun as well as rewarding, even in the toughest times. We had long conversations about that, and I had been sort of journaling my journey through breast cancer on Facebook, and just, you know, getting people, you know, giving people updates, and I had a lot of people, it been a long time since I'd written, and I had a lot of people who were messaging um, that were like, you know, we should really think about writing. And it was such a such a wonderful compliment, especially at a time when I was just not at my best. Um, I, I struggled with depression 
a couple years after the cancer, which was a very odd time to kind of really for it to slam into me. Um, but you just go through so many things and everybody grieves the process differently. I was blessed to know that I had a good prognosis, but you still have to kind of mourn your mentality and things like that. Of course. <laughs> In the process of going through all the depression, I had stumbled upon Wattpad. And I found a lot of, you know, romance stories. And I, I realized that as I was reading them, how much joy it brought to me to watch, you know, two people fall in love and, and get their happily ever after. And it went straight back to me being a little girl watching Cinderella, you know, overcome the obstacles and fall in love and live happily ever after. Remember that you're not alone. And a community as amazing as this one is just around your corner. So, yeah, but, you know, you have to kind of familiarize yourself with all of that. You, if you don't have the money to pay people to do it for you or to teach you and, you know, to go to classes and do all that, nobody else supports you in any way financially. It, it's like you, you're very much dependent on people being generous and sharing their knowledge with you. Right. And... Um, which I've been so, so blessed to have so many people in my life um, that have shared different things with me, you know, and um, I'm, I'm still learning and I'm trying to pay it forward as well to other people. Actually, more recently, we have one that's called New and Aspiring Authors, where we've allowed, opened it up to anybody who wants to write and come in. And there are some of those of us who have been publishing at various levels of uh, success and we go in there also and help provide answer questions and provide information yeah I'm, i make sure i get up from my workstation uh on a regular basis every hour and i don't leave that to chance i do set an alarm um, you can set an alarm on watches, phones, um, your, your um, smart speaker. They'll all set alarms for you. And I get up and move. Um, I maybe will, uh, I'm lucky enough to have a garden, so I'll maybe get up and walk in the garden. Uh, one of the things I love doing is putting on some music and dancing. And um, I just get up and dance uh you know, for two or three minutes or whatever track I've chosen to put on, I'll just get up and dance. Um, I find dancing a, a great uh, stress buster. If you made it this far, you survived another episode of Married to My Writing. Stay tuned for our next episode when we talk with Jackie Paxson. Until next time.